Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Jaybird Watching. After a slight adaptation to last week with Craig and Tyson from Jay's Journal, the Jaybird Watching crew is back. We are expecting Chris at some point this evening uh as has been the case the last couple shows totally cool life gets in the way but joining me from the start adam and craig gentlemen how are uh, you how was your all-star break many beers were drank. it was fun <laughs> i'm weak yeah, yeah. <laughs> we already discussed good. you being weak feeling yeah. better though yeah yeah as long as you're feeling good that's what matters did you guys enjoy the all-star game i know it wasn't I exactly a blue jay standout but I, no I, it off after they went up three two, um, mainly because I was tired and ready to go to bed. But um, it was home odd. Derby? the home run derby was so much better, mainly because I won <laughs> 130 bucks from Juan Soto. <laughs> oh, there it is, future Blue Jay Juan Soto wins yeah. 130 <laughs> That was last so, week's episode. If you want to go back and listen, fans, <laughs> talking about Juan Soto and coming to the Blue Jays, and you know what? We will dive into tons, tons of trade talk. But yeah, the All Star break, Adam. Craig seems to be exactly what this team needed. Maybe a combination of just being able to reset your mentals, take a big, deep breath, say, okay, we got through the first half of the season, even though it's actually over halfway. The second half of the season has started. And when you look back to right before the All-Star break, when they had that six-game stretch with the Royals um, for four before the All-Star break came around, the Blue Jays were 7-1. and um, And they are eight of their last nine. And John Schneider is 7-1. and since his appointment as manager to the Toronto Blue Jays. It's early. There's a lot of left. They're still winning tonight, 2-1. Last time we checked, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with a two-run homer. But, Craig, I'll start with you on this topic. You obviously watched a lot of the Royals series. You have seen this team's, I guess, I kind of want to say the vibes are back to 2021 levels in the dugout. Everybody seems a lot more looser, seems happier just from looking at it and the differences between towards the very end of Charlie's tenure was the appointment of John Schneider. And I guess the combination of the all-star break kind of the kick in the ass this team needed to get going because my goodness, we'll talk about the Red Sox series, but that was a shit kicking of them. 
<laughs> there was that whole mess. Um, all I'm going to say is, I think you hit it right there with a kick in the ass. It was just the right thing at the right time. And I, I'm honestly surprised it didn't take it took a, as long as it did. But I guess if you were going to time it, you might as well time it rolling into the All-Star break. They were able to get that little bit of victory back. And now they got swag. This team yes. is back and running on all cylinders, pitching, hitting, and plenty of pop. And I don't know about what's going on, guys, but it's like just the fact that they've been hitting with runners in scoring position these series so far is just like a breath of fresh air. They were never a bad offense as far as statistically and looking around Major League Baseball. But when you change your run differential in the course of a weekend to looking like a playoff team versus a team that's supposed to be around 500 with your uh, with your uh, run differential, that's insane level of fun. But it is very cool to see John Schneider running with these guys that he brought up through the minor league system and getting this chance and then watching them help help out and dive in and reward him for getting that spot and running like they've been doing so far. It's been very interesting. Yeah, without a doubt. Adam, what about you? Well, I guess um, I guess the whole bridge manager thing, that prediction was correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, and look, I don't I don't want to wax poetically here about uh, being right um, because that's not what it's about. And plus, you know, no, I'm serious. Like someone, someone lost their job. Right. And that's not, yes, it's, it's not a great thing. And I had nothing personal against Charlie Montoyo. I didn't think he was a bad person. I just don't think he's big league management material. I think he's a fine bench coach. I think he's a fine, uh, personnel to have in your locker room for whatever development you need. The Rays are not a bad organization and they felt the need to keep him on for as long as they did. Um, when you have a management position, you want to take it. You want to have that on your resume. Um, do I foresee him being a manager again? No, but do I think he'll have a job in major league baseball? Absolutely. I do. Of course I do. Um, that being said, um, I don't know how much of a coincidence it is that the Blue Jays have been better in terms of wins and losses since his departure. Um, it seems that if you really squint hard enough and you see <laughs> what the players have said about it, they seem to be very much in favor of the move. And I don't know how much of that was screaming from them to the front office to say, we need a change if you want us to make playoffs if you want us to make the postseason this these are moves that need to be made um yeah i i don't i don't know enough about schneider to be 100 percent behind him um and again recency bias aside i need to see more as to what he's capable of in terms of communicating with these kids but certainly is off on the right direction starting off on the right foot um they seem to be supportive of the decision they being the players and it seems to be the correct move so far. Now, whether or not I think he's going to be the permanent manager after the season, I don't know. <laughs> this team, or rather the front office, loves continuity. So it wouldn't surprise me. And if the players are behind it, I think they're going to get what they want. But um, all in all, you have to be happy with the results that you've been seeing. Um, and maybe this is the the inner emotional kick in the ass, as you've said, Brendan, that they needed mm-hmm. in order to perform to the level that we thought they were capable of performing since the beginning. Yeah. 
they just looked tight towards the end of Charlie's tenure. I don't know how to describe it other than the fact that they weren't as loose as they were last season. And obviously they were in a very tough stretch going into the all-star break right before Charlie got fired. I think you said it, Adam. I'm not sure if this is a coincidence or if this is a result of this hot streak is a result of the managerial change, but I tend to lean more so in favor of that. Um, It just seems like they got their swagger back a little bit. The lineup approach has been better. Um, I think we've seen a lot from Schneider, diff- uh, a lot of differences in the, his managing philosophy, running a lot more, seems like better pitching changes, letting guys go longer, like Ross Stripling going seven innings um, right before the All-Star break. Uh, not something that they would have done mm-hmm. under Charlie, um, whether that was just because Ross was cruising and the bullpen needed a break. But still, I did not see Ross go seven once under Charlie. Um, so... There's been a lot of good moves so far. It's easy to point to the managerial change right now. But I think at the end of the day, that was the kick in the ass that they needed. Kind of a bonus question I want to ask you both as a result of touching on Charlie. Um, Adam, if you were to summarize Charlie Montoyo's tenure uh, as manager of the Blue Jays, and people forget he was almost done four complete seasons. And if I'm being honest, I mean, I think the pandemic year bought him an extra year who knows what would have happened there was a full 2020 season they got into the playoffs so like of course he's coming back for 2021 and then they had a a phenomenal finish to their season to miss the playoffs by just one game so of course you're bringing him back again for 2022 but the word that comes to mind for me when i think of charlie's tenure is positive and obviously you can take that in so many different ways his press conferences he was always upbeat and positive the team went in the right direction under him. They went from an almost 100 loss team to a team that was signing big name free agents that wanted to come play here. Um, and if they played their potential, which they've done the last little while, they're a World Series contender. And you have to look back at Charlie's tenure to be like, yeah, he helped mold them into that. And as we all said, bridge manager, we needed some guy to take them to the next level once they were ready to go. And that could be John Schneider. But what would your uh, summary of Charlie's tenure be, Adam and then Craig? I really hate to to shit on that because you 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 sort of hyped him up. There's but a reason I'm gonna, you have to go first. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say forgettable. Oh, um, it didn't quite. I understand 2020 was an exciting year, especially for the three of us. You know, when we were doing the show, then you know, when we were counting wins and losses and games behind, I remember we were neck and neck with the White Sox and that was going down to the wire. And then we made it and, you know, the rest is history with getting spanked by Tampa in two games. But um, I, I think a lot of people mirror that to maybe 2015 and in a way to say like, hey, this is a new up and coming Blue Jays team, you know, playoffs for the first time in a while, obviously not as long as it had been since in 2015, but yeah. still it had been quite a while at that point. I think it was just four years. So um, I think that was the highlight of Montoyo's managerial stint. And when you're talking, how many games was it? Only 60, right? 60. Yeah, plus two playoff games. Yeah, it's it's not something if I was Charlie, I'd be necessarily proud of being that being the best of it. Um, so largely it's forgettable. Um, I don't know that a lot of Blue Jays fans are going to look back as to the the top managers in the history of the game and the history of the team rather and say Charlie Montoyo is even within the top five. Um, so 
I think I'm trying not to be redundant because I don't want to say bridge manager, but that's exactly (laughs) what this is. Yeah. Um, And uh, so largely it's forgettable, largely. And um, that doesn't mean he didn't have his place with, you know, in terms of the development of the kids that we are valuing as the future of the team, but largely in terms of his impact on the organization, forgettable. I'm going to go I don't want to go quite as extreme as you, Adam, and say forgettable because that puts him in the Carlos Tosca ballpark to me. (laughs) So just to be that guy, and I'll be the first one to rip on a guy that never even had a baseball experience and all of a sudden gets a baseball job. Uh, (laughs) That's like me being the best fantasy baseball player ever and going, hey, we'll just give you this team. (laughs) So good fucking luck. (laughs) But um, I think it speaks well to the fact that somebody had to be a young talent developer. And if you, you see what's going on right now, where it could have been with what's going on with the Chicago white Sox. You just brought in Tony La Russa, Hope you are going to take these youngsters to the next level with somebody at that level, that age, that odd, weird chemistry that I never thought the white Sox were going to get out of it. And I'm not terribly shocked. They're at the position they are right now. And they're just, Nope, we're riding this. Deal with it. <laughs> so um, I don't think that would have happened the same way if the Blue Jays did. I think it would have turned out the same. I So getting somebody like Charlie Montoyo in to at least show these kids how to play ma- baseball and be f- good fundamental ball players, get everybody right at the major league level. Yes, he might have made them a little too comfortable, which is why you saw what happened this year. Now it's put up or shut up, and we found out the obvious thing of what you were pointing out, Adam, bridge manager, to the point that you had to get these kids right playing Major League Baseball. We are now done with that stage. These guys know how to play Major League Baseball. Bring in somebody that can light the fire under their ass and get them moving. Your second question, Adam, as far as if, I mean, Brendan, if he's staying or not. I don't know if you two heard me talking about this last week with Tyson or not. There has not been a Blue Jays interim manager minus the one guy that came in for Cito to match five games in 1997 that hasn't been carried over for at least the whole following year. So just to wrap your head around this, there's only been like four or five of them. I pulled it back up so I could go through this again. So Jimmy Williams loses the job in 1989 to... Cito Gaston. Cito. <gasps> yep. Shocking. <laughs> we all know that Cito was here for a billion years, basically the 90s. And then he, like I said, he lost his job. <laughs> I'll say lost it because it was a whole seven games. And in the midst of that, Mel Queen takes over. Then they give the, the reins to Tim Johnson, Jim Fergosi, and a bunch of guys after that, including Buck Martinez, who thankfully is finally back in the ballpark tonight. <laughs> so... Um, but then Tosca comes in, loses his job to none other than John Gibbons in that season. John Gibbons eventually loses the job to Cito midseason, where they actually put up a pretty damn good fight in 2008. But then the same thing. Now, there hasn't been an interim manager for the Blue Jays since this episode. And all those guys, like I said, had 10 years after, you know, they're, they, you know, they it's, they were allowed to be the Blue Jays manager. It wasn't just a, here you go. I would be shocked if that's anything different going forward here with uh, John Schneider outside the monster tanking or <laughs> somehow what's going on. But right. right now with everything hitting on all cylinders, I think the Schneider era just begun. 
Yeah. Well, let me let me respond to that real quick because it's interesting, and I, I generally want to get your your all of your takes on this because I don't. I, I'm not saying there's necessarily anything wrong with what you said, Craig. I do agree, yeah. but it just strikes me as odd that when we talk about Charlie Montoya, and I think I think we all agree that he's not. And, and Craig, you sort of iterated it from the start. He wasn't the guy that could make these kids into major league baseball players, like the big league potential players. But we're relying on a guy that brought them up in the minors to do it. Are we sure that? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Are we there. sure that he's the guy? That's fair. That's just fair just because there's fam- familiarity within the system doesn't necessarily mean that he's the guy that can push them to a championship in the major league level. He's done in the minor league level, if I'm not mistaken, right? So 100%. maybe he can. But are we are we sure? Is it just based? Are we confident in this just based on the recency bias of the couple of wins that they've gathered? And on top of the familiarity aspect that they've had with the kids, because I don't know, there's nothing on the resume that suggests he's the guy to put, push them to their potentials. Yeah, that's a fair point. Absolutely fair point. I think for me, it's a little bit more of the familiarity and winning with them in the minors that will help him going into next year. But it'll be a short leash. That's for sure. It'll be similar contract structures to Charlie, where sure. you get one extra year. Uh, so you're not a lame duck manager. Um, that's a fair point. That's a fair question. There's, it's, it's a fine irony moment to what you were saying, Adam, right? <laughs> You're bringing yeah. a minor league manager in to take over a minor league manager. <laughs> so basically, um, yeah. if the only thing I'll say to that point is the fact that Schneider's their boy. This guy's right. been in their yeah. Blue Jays system for 20 years. I think they've been literally canning him up and teaching him, getting him immersed in any preparation that he could possibly get to get to this job. So it's like, hey, by the way, here you go. See yeah. what you can do. Yeah. And he has one with these guys. And I figure he knows how to push their buttons to get the best out of them. Probably. Especially the main core. Yeah. No, it's totally fair. And welcome in, Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, <laughs> it's Chris. Dr. Chris. I'm not sure how much of this past weekend you got to watch, but that's where we're moving next because the Blue Jays absolutely annihilated the Boston Red Sox over the weekend. Uh, I would say embarrassed them and Legendary. had the the Boston beat writers saying this is one of the worst Red Sox teams they've ever seen. Um, defense is terrible. Everything is not good at Fenway Park uh, and in the state of Massachusetts right now when it comes to the Boston Red Sox. Um, Chris, when you go back and look at the 28-5 to 5 on Friday, a new franchise record for runs scored in a game. Um, I'll be honest, I watched very little of that game. Um, I was following along on Twitter and my phone, so obviously was having fun doing that and seeing how much they were hitting around Ivaldi and every other pitcher that trotted out of their bullpen. But when you look back and think of what they just did to the Red Sox on that Friday night, describe how that was if you watched it or even just if it's like me following along on social media because, my goodness, that was uh, something. Yeah, I, I watched... Um... Quite a bit of it, actually. Well, I'm going to say probably until about the fifth inning, and then <laughs> we had other things. After the hammering, you were good. <laughs> yeah. Well, we yeah we had a, yeah we had previously made some plans to do a, a movie on the projector outside, so I had the ball game on there for a little while uh, <laughs> until everybody uh, got settled in, and then I was forced to turn it off. So, um, <laughs> yo, side question: What'd you watch? Bridesmaids. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I have all daughters uh, and I still haven't watched that. <laughs> so, but anyways, to uh, to get back to our original point, um, 
what was it like from from a fan standpoint? Like at, at first, it was like rah rah and good to go, and like this this is great. And then like it turned into like I could just I couldn't do anything other than giggle. Yeah, because of how bad it was. Like the pop up that dropped, like Tapia, oh and like which like credit to Tapia. Like at first when he hit his inside the park home run. Like, off the bat, like, obviously, it looked like a regular flyout. So you'd tell, like, he was disappointed. He threw the bat down a little bit. And then all of a sudden, like, switch went on. Holy shit, I got to run. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was just, it was just, you couldn't help but giggle. And then to a certain point, you're like, as a Jays fan, of course, you want them to catch, like, the 30 runs and whatever. But, like, watching it, it's... It was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. Like you, you kind of put yourself in the Boston fan shoes for a second, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, how can a team be that atrocious? A team that's in it. A team that was <laughs> a team that's in it. <laughs> not, not so, but like not so far down the or past down the road. Like, were they not in the top wild card spot for a little bit? Oh, yeah, yes. like two, three weeks ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. how does a team collapse this hard? I got to see if I can pe- find it. People are starting to talk about them possibly being sellers, which yep. on- honestly is... The Blue Jays might have probably, made them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's probably a smart franchise move for them right now because they got a lot of people becoming free agents as well, let alone Debers is hurt now. They got four other people on the, the IL as well right now, including okay. Sale. Uh, Bogarts has an opt-out, like... There's a lot of weird shit going in Boston land right now, or Red Sox land right now, and like, I wouldn't be shocked if they sell. I, yeah. I kind of wouldn't. I kind of wouldn't, just because it's Boston. And you always expect them to go for it, but as like a clear cut good franchise move, you you really need to remove yourself as a fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. to to understand it, and I think that's probably why it's easier for us to say than say a Red Sox fan. Yep. Um, but when you're a little bit removed, right yeah, like <laughs> you you need to start selling your big guns and reload because you still have some pretty good talent there. Like you, you could build a team around. I fucking hate Verdugo, but like you could you could you could build a, a core with him in it. Yeah. Um, as well as well, just Dabbers, the fact. How did they not others, like? Right? Yeah. How the fact did they not do like what they did with John Lester a few years ago with fucking Bogarts? Just let him trade him to somebody he's going to like playing on for this year and then sign him again in the offseason. <laughs> you know? Well, because depending um, on where he is, he might just stay. Yeah, true. If you're risking they, that. But it is that they he's the one guy that they said that they're not trading, apparently. Definitely. Okay. Um, what happens if they tell him, yeah, we're selling, and he's like, oh, trade me or I'm up and <laughs> Like, it could go very south very quickly for the Boston Red Sox after this. And you're right, Craig. I think the Blue Jays did make them sellers this past weekend. But it'll be fascinating to watch because, look, the Blue Jays going into the All-Star break were not playing good baseball, and they were on a down a downswing. Now they're on their way back up. As we said a couple episodes ago, baseball's a very streaky game, and the Red Sox could catch fire again, but it's not looking good. Craig, what was your react? Adam, I'm saving you for last because of your geography, sure. allowing you to rip yeah. into uh, Rip into them. Yeah, yeah. there Craig, it is. Craig, the uh, Patriots comments too. To the uh, twenty-eight to five. The twenty-eight to five. Uh, honestly, the biggest thing on that is not only was it 
just a pure mashing of a team that should be in the race with us. It is full-on embarrassing, every word you can think of, and the fact that it was the fifth-highest team score in Major League history. That was closer to being a football score than it was to being a baseball score. And I thought this was rather interesting. I found it again after I, you know, thought I lost it. Um, John Boyd tweeted out that the Red Sox so far this July are at the time of this being yesterday. They were five and fifteen with a negative seventy two run differential. They can't pitch. Can't pitch, can't hit, apparently. You're talking that kind of a run differential. <laughs> and I know twenty eight runs of that were <laughs> one game, but um it, it's just we thought we got hit by the injury bug really, really damn badly. They don't have a starting lineup right now. It's mm. that bad. Outside of, you know, what, Paul Wecki and Verdugo batting in their two and three spot. They lost Bogarts the other day, too, didn't they? Or mm. it was Devers, right? Yep. So it's how fast are those guys going to come back, and are you going to be able to make that ground up after an embarrassment? like this to that point, the Blue Jays put their stamp on what they're doing the rest of the season this weekend against them. So they're just going to, it might, it's not going to look like this, but it's, it's crazy that they, I can't believe it. It's just, and then that not to mention just taking that game for 28 to five and then can continue to run through them the rest of the weekend. We were hitting home runs. It looked like 2015, 2016 again, guys, that, that it wasn't just, <laughs> the fact that the Red Sox were being awful. They were capitalizing on every moment the Blue Jays could. Yeah. So, very interesting. Adam, what, I, what, what I will add before Adam just kind of has his fun party, um, something yeah. very much overlooked in that in that blowout on Friday, Kevin Gosman wasn't good. Didn't have to be. <laughs> I think, no, I think you do have to be still. Because that... That that's a point where you still need to save arm. You still need to save bullets in that bullpen, especially in a game like that. Like in a game like that, you need six, seven innings from your starter still. Yeah. So, but how much of that's like the Jack Morris equation? I pitched to the ball game, and he wasn't <laughs> pitching. He wasn't pitching to the ball game. He 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 was he was in deep counts the entire night, and he was just scraping through those five innings. Not to say that the Blue Jays were in trouble at any point because of the score, but like Gosman was having trouble making outs. He had 10 strikeouts. Yeah, but he was, my point is, is he was in. He was struggling with control. He he was struggling with control still in that with 10 strikeouts. Like he, he was not sharp. Is what I'm so I have no other comment. (laughs) (laughs) I want to point out one stupid thing. So there was an inside park grand slam in the Blue Jay game Friday night. The night after, the Buffalo Bisons had an inside the park grand slam yeah. ended up by Nathan Lukes. That yeah. was just hysterical. <laughs> I was like, you don't see one of those in a season usually. You saw two of them by the same organization within a weekend. Sell <laughs> high. Crazy. Sell yeah. high. Nathan Lukes. Yeah. Adam. Um, <laughs> so, um, first of all, I do want to point out that if there was an inside the park home run in say Oakland, I think we'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool, but it's like it's a huge ballpark. Do you know how hard it is to hit an inside the park home run in Boston? 
That's a tiny fucking field. Yeah, that's that a one tiny spot he hit it to was least. the only spot, really. It's the tiniest. The park. I wouldn't say it's the tiniest, but it is a small park in comparison and dimensionally to other parks in, major, in the major league uh, in the major leagues period. Um, so that's hard. And if you're the team that's giving that up, that's bad. That's a really bad sign. So um, well, they hit the should have been double off of the wall. Was it Chapman that hit that rocket into the wall the other night? That um, he literally he hit the wall so damn hard that he only could make it to first. I think so. I yeah, so I'm saying so. Like, so yeah, that, exactly your the, point. Yeah, the long ass singles. Um, what was my response? So I'm sitting. I, I we had people from California uh, come, and I was showing them the town, and we were at a restaurant. And the game was on, and I'm just watching, and I'm just like, I much like you, Chris. I'm just like, this is this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah. What what do you do? You stop? know, you just you sort of just laugh because one minute you're just like ordering your drinks the next minute you look up and the score just keeps piling on and what do you what do you do you just sort of just sit back and relish in it but at the same time it's it i mean this is i'm this is nitpicking in terms of the bads the cons of that you lose interest in the game quick because you it's a certified win come the fifth inning you're just just, we're just gonna win this there's no reason to why and if it's a comeback that's a monumental uh, circumstances if the Red Sox were able to come yeah. back from that, but they didn't. Uh, Blue Jays scored, what is it, 40 runs within that series? Yeah. Um, and the Red Sox scored nine? Yep. Ten? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, that's really, really bad for the Red Sox, and it wouldn't surprise me if they ended up selling. And, you know, people here in New England are very um, hyperbolic when it comes to their teams. So when, the, when their teams are doing well, um, they're not afraid to say it and say it really loudly yep. um, and aggressively, but it's just it's it strikes me as odd about how much the sh- talk has shifted to Mac Jones already, and it's only July, <laughs> and the Red Sox are just in the rearview mirror now. So, um, oh God. hey, I, they they. If you want to die on the Mac Jones Hill, please be my guest. Um, the Red Sox flags are turning to Patriots flags already. 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 <laughs> so, you know, look, if, if we're the catalyst that makes the Red Sox sellers, I think that's a good thing. Um, it's going to allow the Jays to have a little bit more leeway in their pursuit for a wild card spot because, you know, right now, who's in their way? It's No one's in their way because they have the top spot. But who's be trailing behind them? It's Tampa who are suffering in Seattle. So the Tampa suffering from injuries of their own, but never count them out. Seattle could be just like, you know, midway through paper champions anyway. So like how much of a threat are they? So I think that the Red Sox do end up sellers. That's good news for the Jays, assuming that the Sox aren't selling pieces to teams like Seattle or Cleveland or, yeah. Or probably not Tampa. But Send Tampa. them to the na- National League so we can only run into them in the World Series. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm, don't look now, too. I'm looking at the fucking wild card standings right now. Could I just clicked on it? Orioles are three and a half games outside of a wild card. Spot. They have found something. and I don't know what something is, but they have definitely figured out how to play baseball all of a sudden. Honestly, guys, Adley Rushman looks like the real deal. It's been oh, yeah. a Dude, doubles machine. <laughs> if I told you, come, come, was it July 26th, that the Baltimore Orioles and the Chicago White Sox would be exactly the same amount of games behind for a wild card spot. 
There you go. Vegas couldn't even bet that. That's a movie script right there. That's freaking Moneyball 2.0 all over right there, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's my answer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That uh, that sums it up nicely. They did go on and win the other two games quite handily. Um, 8-4 on Sunday, and Manoa pitched uh, another gem on Saturday, and they won 4-1 to sweep the Red Sox. And yeah, look, Adam, you kind of started going down this path. Let's continue it. Resetting the playoff standings right now. The Blue Jays do have a one-and-a-half game, or sorry, a full game lead on the Rays for wildcard one. Rays are game behind them in second, and they would play each other still if the playoffs were to start tomorrow. Uh, and then the Mariners, who, until they won last night, had lost three in a row coming out of the All-Star break to the Astros. So they are, I wouldn't say trending in the wrong direction, but they're going on one of those slumps that they typically go on. And then there's a decently comfortable cushion for the Blue Jays, four and a half up on Cleveland and Boston, uh, and then a full five up on the White Sox and the Orioles. So, um, Chris, when you go and look at those wild card standings, again, knowing that, there's probably going to be another difficult slump for the Blue Jays. That's just the way baseball goes. Hopefully not. Hopefully it's maybe a couple losses, not that much more, maybe 500. But when you take a step back, seeing where teams are going, who's a pretender, who's a contender, who would you be most afraid of right now to potentially sneak into the playoffs and get hot? Um, And who would you not want to see get in there? I don't know if I'm really afraid of any team getting in as much hmm. let me tell you I do not want to face Houston in the playoffs I don't want any fucking part of Houston Verlander looks like he's fucking 20 still just saying like (laughs) if there's a way that you can avoid them and and somehow you're going to have to play them eventually so like if there's a way that you play them in like the ALCS, I think that's probably best. Mm. Um, and unless that just gives them time to get hot, maybe it's yeah. better to play them right out of the shoot. I, I I don't know I which don't. they're they're getting a buy anyway. So yeah, I don't know. If it's tough Seattle's yeah. Seattle's name has been floated around to get Soto every once in a while um, that could be they have the pieces they got the pieces to do it I don't know if they have the pitching to be scared of though like if, yeah, if they're they gonna could, turn it a bludgeon if, by if offense they, if that happens yeah, if, if they could somehow get like if they could somehow get Castillo Soto and like a good bullpen arm then I'd probably be afraid of them yeah, I would but do. like that's that's a lot of heavy lifting at a trade deadline, though. That's, that's doing a, a Blue Jays twenty fifteen. <laughs> but if the Blue Jays have home field advantage, you're not seeing Robbie Ray in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. There is that. Uh, so, so, well, that's the same thing as like right now. Uh, God, for, you know, let's say the Cardinals somehow lined up with the Blue Jays in the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna have Arenado. Well, they, they're Paul still, they're still, unless they get their shit together. Yeah, they're they're still trying to fight for a playoff spot. And on my way home today, I was listening to the to the radio broadcast, and Arden's Welling was saying like, "How pissed would you be as a Cardinals fan if the Cardinals come to Canada, lose both games? It's only a two game series. They lose both games, and then they miss the playoffs by one. Yeah, 
Oh, if they were in How our situation pissed. like last year, I'd be plainly pissed. pissed. Would you be if you're uh, Goldschmidt is an MVP candidate at this point in the yep. NL, and you're missing Arenado? What if there's a boot at third base? Somebody boots the ball at third base, <laughs> and it costs the game as it. well. So I wouldn't look at it, it that a, way. It's it's a lot of far fetched and a lot of hypothetical, but like, fuck, I'd be mad. It'll be one of those back at kind of like the Simeon botch throw against the Tigers yeah. last year. It's the one game. Yeah, it's one, one dig. Yeah, but you're you're it could you're just but pitching that's a home on a game, play, though. right? It could be yeah. any game. It could be any game that you lost. Why does it have to be the ones in Toronto? Because you had a chance to win and you just had your yeah. roster, I think, is where Chris but is what, going. We don't, we don't know that. I'd rather look at the games that you lost because of blunders that actually happened yeah. on the field. Because you could have had a full roster and still lost to the Blue Jays. We don't know. Yeah. The Blue Jays are hot right now. Yeah. And Barrios is pitching terribly. I mean, it's only the third inning. I mean, he just walked a guy. But still, like, it's... <laughs> you don't know. I don't know. I'm just poking fun at you, Chris. I, I, I <laughs> Adam, is there yeah, anything? I know you're an asshole. That's fine. Yeah, you're scared of Adam right now, or no. are, are you feeling pretty comfortable with the way things are trending? Are we counting Tampa? Of course. Always scared of Tampa. Yes. Good answer. Always. Always. Always uh, otherwise, no. Yeah. Um, because I do not want to end up somehow at the trap. Yeah. <laughs> that, that always, is the only way that Tampa down. scares me is if you're in the trop. If you're if you're at the dome, they don't scare me nearly as much. Yeah, because you, you probably lose the McClanahan game. You can beat their other pitchers after that, without a doubt. McClanahan would be tough to hit. And you know the dome is going to be loud as fuck. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Craig, yeah. So you? advantage yeah. is a thing. Yeah. So. Craig, what about you? Is there anybody that you're scared of before we move on? Uh, Honestly, I think that I'm going to agree with Chris on the Astros. Um, watching some of the Yankees games over the last weekend here and whatnot, they, they're starting That's to right. show a little bit of, you know, humanality to it. it. Their bullpen's got injuries. They're still relying on Chapman to bounce back to form. They just lost Mike King for the year in their bullpen. Yeah, They're going to be looking for somebody to help fill that void. That's a big and, loss. Yeah, that was a big thing. That was their setup guy for the most part. And, yeah, you're hoping that Chapman can hopefully step back into that and, you know, become some form of what he was and find the plate again. But Clay Holmes has been a savior. Where would the Yankees be in their back end right now without Clay Holmes? And as much as I don't want to say it, they still have offense, even with Stanton taking a little bit of an IL trip here now as of today. So... They're going to make a move. That's honestly my biggest worry about the Yankees. They are going to make a move, and they're going to yeah. make something happen. Do I think they're going to make the Major League uh, wins record this year? No. I think there's just enough things that happen right now to run out of the All-Star break that they're going to have a little bit of hesitation to get going to, you know, what was it, 116 is yeah. the record for the Mariners right now. Yeah. So they've had to get 117 to win it. I don't. It's, a few weeks ago, I would have said they would have been able to cruise right to that. <laughs> Losing Mike King is uh, going to be a bigger piece for them than I thought, or than a lot of people thought, I think. And to that point, I don't know what's going on with the Houston Astros, but they have found something, and they're just crushing it. And Jordan, Alvar- Jordan Alvarez looks like an MVP. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's, it's interesting. There's going to be a lot of fun storylines in the playoff race to follow. I, I personally think if the Jays get more than a five-game cushion 
on the first team outside the wildcard race that I wouldn't say coast, but you can feel pretty comfortable that you are yeah. going to the playoffs quite easily. Yep. Um, so it'll be fun to see come mid-August. Um, I don't think there's a team that's outside of the playoff picture right now that scares me. I do think the Red Sox will have another hot streak in them when they get healthier. So that might be the team, I would say. But I don't know how, how you can confidently say that after how poorly they've played uh, since. That's playing on luck, at your point. And just yeah. <laughs> fear that that happens. <laughs> I, how many games have we seen slip away at Fenway Park, right? The Orioles are going to fall apart um, at some point. It's remarkable what they're doing the cleveland and the uh, uh, slip up there the guardians do not have enough offense in my mind to keep going but they have the pitching to keep them in it and then the white Sox, who knows i mean they seven and three or eight and two in their last 10 so they're getting hot a little bit but they just seem like a cursed team so yeah uh the blue jays will need trade enforcements to continue this hot streak and hopefully go on a similar run to what they did in 2015 where they barely lost in that second half of the season. Craig, I know you talked about Juan Soto at length uh, last week with Tyson. Why don't you recap that before we talk about a couple other guys? A lot of that conversation just came down to the fact that what what teams in Major League Baseball legit actually have a shot, and we were looking at the playing field and who actually could, prospect-wise, Major League talent ready, actually trade for somebody like that. And it lines up with where a lot of people have been saying the Dodgers, Mets, Giants, Blue Jays, these company, these teams. Um, but when, so we took that little bit of category there as far as who we could actually see him go to potentially from the nationals and what they're probably netting back. We actually used the, one of you guys gave it to us during the chat that they were based in the fact that they were also hoping that the nationals might be looking to just dump all or most of Patrick Corbin. So yeah. the Blue Jays being in a weird position where they actually would like to have a pitcher, that might be something, <laughs> you know, they got to somehow make up for the fact that they're not going to get Ryu back even next year. It's an expensive option, but in the midst of getting somebody like Juan Soto, I'm prepared to take that money. <laughs> Just <laughs> throw whatever you need to do to make it happen. So that was part of the conversation. And then we talked about what prospects would end if, any major leaguers, who are they taking back? We didn't see them wanting to line up too well with Lourdes, for example. Like a lot of people seem to think that would be the trade or Teoscar because they're looking for that, you know, extended, we're going to have some guys. So we started looking at Kirk and maybe they want to steal Boba Shet. Yeah, things like that, that were uh, the main piece of the Blue Jays going to the Nationals. And then we were looking at the fact that, unfortunately, you would also probably lose probably our just signed first draft pick from this year. (laughs) I believe he signed today or yesterday. Um, Then you're talking, okay, great. Aralvis Martinez, one of the catchers. I don't think you're throwing Gabriel Moreno and Kirk in a trade if it was those two or things like that. You need to keep a catcher. Um, a Jordan Groshans, um, getting down even maybe that you're still even using Am Kloffenstein as a th- sweetener. There is a lot of depth even through the Blue Jays' like fi- first 15 prospects. Even somebody like Spencer Horowitz has made himself a very valuable prospect for the Blue Jays as far as trade bait goes. The guy's looking like He's going to be a John Olrude right now in the minor leagues. He's been like 318. Not a lot of power, but the power could play because he's very young. He's still on the right side of all the minor league development. So that was main parts of where the conversation went. And more or less the summarization of that, Brent, is yes, we could. Yeah. Will it happen? That was up to negotiation. Yeah. 
anything to weigh in on there, Adam or Chris? Either one of you could take that. Um, I know um, we've been. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, we. Can. Here's what I would say. <laughs> go ahead. It wouldn't shock me to see Texas get in on it. What? Really? A hundred percent would. Hang on. I think I lost you guys oh, for. Okay, yeah. Now we heard Texas, and then we all went, "What?" <laughs> it would a hundred percent shock. One me. second. <laughs> See how we all let us on there? He just threw that grenade into the room and I'd shut the door. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. Sorry. It uh, would 100% shock me. It, would, it, wouldn't, it, it wouldn't shock me to see Texas go after because they're just crazy enough to pay the money to keep them. And they would want to have crazy. that. They would want to have those two years to negotiate. And then they're going to be handcuffed just like with A-Rod back in the day. Yep. <laughs> I'd be willing to put 20 American dollars that that's not going to happen. I didn't say that it was going to happen. I know I that. It wouldn't shock me. <laughs> <laughs> it would 100% shock. <laughs> we were talking that, unfortunately, it's going to look like Mookie Betts all over again, unfortunately. And I somehow the Dodgers are end up going to get them, was my personal opinion. Why is everybody sleeping on the Padres? Yeah, I honestly, uh, he's gonna, uh, if he's going to land gonna somewhere, go anywhere, he's going to the Padres. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised. I think that's the biggest fit for fit for him is SoCal there, and just let him. You know, he would round out that offense really nicely, and you'd have a a mainstay that's not Manny Machado. That's actually a cool guy to be. You know, their face of their franchise like Tony Gwynn all over again. You know what I mean? They haven't had that. They've been hoping for a lot. <laughs> yeah. Tatis is Tatis and him on that same team would be great for a while. Yeah. So. Um. I. I look. I. I know we've all talked about sell the farm. If we're looking at major league talent, I know we're going to lose a lot of listeners probably right now. I am not opposed to selling Bo Bichette if it means getting a Juan Soto in return. I but uh, you're not getting. Anywhere. You're not getting a Relvis. You're not. No. Oh yeah, because well, if you're getting honestly though, right there, you're just getting the big guy that they're. You're, to me, that's a pretty damn close wash as it is. No, it's you not, I, I would be. I, you're giving no. something. No, I'm, with Bo, I'm not giving that, but you're not giving the 17 prospects like they're asking for. No, with, no, you're. Right, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like no, two or three, I'd be willing, two or three guys with. Bo, no, with Bo. It, it, if Bo goes with them, Mourinho's going to go and grow strains yes. and probably Tiedemann. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then it yeah. would not be shocked yeah. by that, especially if you take on Corbin's contract. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, they could do it. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, Adam, Shohei Otani, is he getting moved by the Angels? Because my answer is no. He makes them too no. much money. No. Why? He's no. a cult phenomenon back there, you know? <laughs> the I mean, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he wanted out. I think he wants out, but I just. It would be smart if they did, yes. Because you're not winning with either with both Trout and Otani. You're just not going to win. Yeah. Um. But and he takes his two blue. I mean, problem. to that point, Brendan, when you say like the, he makes them too much money, sure. But like, doesn't Trout? I don't think he makes nearly uh, makes them nearly as much as Shohei. Then does. you got to move one. You have yeah. to move one. Absolutely. Yeah. And tr- and Trout with his contract has no trade, so you'd be not dealing moving, with yeah. a lot more slack on that end. With because I think he's very comfortable there, regardless of the fact that 
it just kills me that he can't get in the damn playoffs. You've had the best player in baseball for fucking, like, what, 10 years now? They can't get to the damn playoffs with him? Yeah. Yeah, he's not but, going anywhere. Otani, but, like, if, if Soto turned down, what was it, 13 or 14 years in 440? 400-something, yeah. <laughs> what the hell is Otani going to take? Oh, yeah, it's going <laughs> to be big. Well, one can you billion blame, dollars. Can you blame Soto, though, for real? Can you blame him? No. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. I think he made the right move. Rookie of the year was almost a World Series MVP. No, he's not. And then everything else. He's how old? 25. 23. 23. Jesus, even worse. (laughs) So, yeah. That's why if if he ever got to the Blue Jays, I'm giving him the bag. I'm giving him him a half bill. I'm the first team that offers a half bill contract. Yeah. So you'll have a billion dollar uh, on your payroll. When Vlad gets it too. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, I Shit agree. Happens. I, I agree. It's not our money. That's yeah. for sure. And Rogers can do it. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, yeah, I I think the consensus is that it would be surprising if Shohei moved. So that moves us to other names that have been rumored out on the trade market, and some have popped up even today. Um, the Tigers are willing to listen to anybody on their roster, including Tarek Skubal. The Marlins are willing to listen to anybody on their roster except for Sandy Alcantara, of course. Um, That guy's an absolute stud. But Pablo Lopez is there. There's others. Luis Castillo, obviously, is a really sought-after name. Jared Bednar in Pittsburgh is having an incredible year out of the bullpen. Is there a name or is there a team that you would want to target? And one interesting thing I heard today from Passon, who was on Baseball Central with Blair and Barker, was that the rental market for starting pitching is actually pretty terrible, to be honest. Uh, Quintana leads that department, and I don't know if I want anything to do with Jose Quintana, regardless of how good his season has been. Um, Craig, is there anybody... This reeks of... No, the Quintana thing just reeks of, like, it's waiting for the... You know, it's going too fast, this wagon, and the wheels are going to fall off. (laughs) Is there anything that you would want to go after? Any players that haven't been mentioned or any teams that you believe would be good to trade with? Do you think the the Rangers with what's going on with their season would just sell John Gray right now? No. I've been in the ballpark here of how you get clever. Because you, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the ballpark right now. Now that I don't know if the Blue Jays are going to spend the, the prospect capital on those guys that you just laid out outside of unless it's the home run for the franchise thing, because I think that's why they're hoarding all this talent is they want to hit a home run. So they're, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking of who they could be the flyer guy like John Gray, who is having a sneaky good season for the Texas Rangers. He's just got a team that can't fucking win all the time. <laughs> he was um, he put a hell of a May together, especially. But honestly, I'm really. I, I, I was wondering how much they would spend for the Badar guy for the Pittsburgh Pirates because he strikes me as a guy that could fix some of these bullpen issues and you've got a nice one-two pop with him and Romano at the end with Meza and Garcia that you just rounded that end of your bullpen out really nice with a young guy like him and I don't think it's going to cost you what you were talking about to get like somebody like Soto and then you still have those bullets to be able to spend on that guy that would be the, the home run level guy for, you know, the David Price too low level trade. <laughs> so, but to that point, I don't know who else you really are looking at. Is I don't think you're going to get 
like Arizona ponying up any of their big pitchers is they got lots of young guys. You know, they're not going to trade a lot of guys that are huge controlled while they're trying to build a team. Is that going to be cool? Um, that would be too much fun, <laughs> especially at the start he had the other night. Any name, Chris, that you would prefer to be going after if it's not one of the big guns? I don't know if it's anybody that I would prefer, but like Sandergaard's name keeps coming up, which seems kind of interesting. Um, it's had a hell of a just, year. Just well, he's got a three eighty three RA. Um, his record isn't great, but whether you three eighty three RA is better than our opening day starter, Chris. <laughs> yeah, so he's thrown eighty innings this year. The strikeouts aren't anywhere near what they used to be. Um, his WHIP is a little bit high. Um, just looking at his baseball reference page, so I'm not getting too too deep into it. Um, but like, we could finally say that maybe we won the Dickey trade then because we got both. But <laughs> um, and we can put that uh, put that conversation. That whole argument. But um, I don't mind Quintana just because he's going to be super cheap, um, and they're probably not going to command a whole lot for him. Yeah. Other than that, like Fulmer's Fulmer, name keeps coming up out of out of Detroit. There's some. Other, there's another guy out of Detroit as well. Andrew Chapin. Uh, yeah, Chapin. Do you think uh, they thought, part with Soto, or do you think they hold on to him? That was it. That was who I was thinking. Maybe Soto. Soto. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, they said everybody, including Scooble. So I think Soto could be had. Um, I'd be curious what the asking price is for Scooble too, personally, but. Those are the guys I'm. Uh, I'm probably looking at maybe Tyler Naquin as well. Um, you probably, if you're going to go after Naquin, you might as well go after Castillo at the same time and just package them up and get them both over here. Yeah, uh, um, might as well. I, then you have a nice DH. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Cincinnati has anybody worth really looking at out of the bullpen. So you're probably not looking at anything there. We know there's ten guys on Kansas that you can't talk about anymore. So <laughs> they would consider getting vaccinated if it meant for a chance to win the World Series. Well, yeah, but it, I, I said this last time when we were talking about Kansas it's City. Two week delay, yeah, three week. Yeah. No, it's a month. For, it's a month. Yeah, it's okay. True. So it'll be a month. So they'd delay. have to hurry up and do that like now. Now, yeah. well, well, do it now, but then we'll see. And then you hope in, and pray that. Well, yeah, we'll see you in September then. Yeah, exactly. Like, Eight, what? August what? Are, what? Are, if it's a rental, then now you're only paying for thirty days of them. Is that what? Are, what are, what's their trade the value? Probably. Yeah, yeah. What's their trade value to you now? And you're gonna get outbid. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna get outbid. Like I don't know how much you get outbid too, because them. all the American League East teams are now gonna fuck. No, I gotta play too many games against Toronto in Toronto at that point too. Yeah, I don't. We have what two more series against the Yankees? Yeah. So, and I think one of them is here. So, like, you're probably not losing as much then. It's more once you get into the playoffs, right? Yeah. Um, but most part. I don't know. They if they did go after one of those guys and they they were to get vaccinated, I guess you're you're only losing them for half the games in in August. Mm-hmm. So, like, because they could still play in the states. Um, I have a but, question on that note. If they're not playing at Major League Baseball level by what? When's the? Is it August twenty eighth or something like that? That last week of August where they open up rosters and whatnot. Those guys that are on that open up level of roster are not Major League ready. Are not Major League active for a playoff roster. If you aren't on the team before whatever that cutoff date is because of this trade, or is the inactive? 
list or whatever they call it for the COVID. It would travel only be fun. home games, though. Yeah, I'm just, you, I'm just you, saying, you if you have, weren't on that active have, list, you can't be on the playoff roster. And if you paid them the, you know, trade for them to be on your playoff roster, and they can't play, yeah, they, they, they would, they would, yeah, they yeah. would be on the roster still because they'd be able to play in the states. They would just mm-hmm. be on the COVID IL when they come to Canada. Yeah. Gotcha. Valid so you point. would be fine. Mm-hmm. Adam, point. anybody you are really wanting them to go after? I would love them to go after Castillo. I just am afraid. I don't know how well this front office is going to be when it comes to a bidding war, because it's going to turn into a bidding war. Um, I would love, you know, the big guns. If you have Soto out there, I just think the Blue Jays are again in that regard are going to get outbid. So I think the focus ought to be on pitching. I don't know that we necessarily need offense. I know everyone's all about the lefty bat, but. Pitching is priority number one. And if I don't know how comfortable I am that they're going to be in a bidding war, that they're going to give up major prospect capital for Castillo. Like in the moment, in the vacuum of that trade deadline, you're like, all right, cool, we got what we need. But then the aftershock of that is just, what do I have now? (laughs) It just, we we did that for Castillo. Like it doesn't ring David Price. To me, like you know, Correct. it doesn't have that same. You're not effect. selling out for the all ace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm getting a position of need that I shouldn't have had to pay this much for, but yeah. because of inflation at the time, I have to. So I don't know. I I mean, like Chris, when you say Cindergard, that just just because of the namesake, and I think it'd be a little bit cheaper, and you could probably do that while people are scrambling to get Castillo. You could probably reach out to LA and be like, Hey man, like let's, let's talk while everyone's talking to Cincinnati. W- what are you realistically looking for? Um, Would you go ahead and get Iglesias in a deal like that too then? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever they trade with for a starter, it can be a three right now. Cause you have t- two top guys and then you get out. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. You really don't need. And they don't need David you, Price. You you don't need a David Price because you have no no. But I you you'll be paying David Price price for Castillo though. I think. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. No, neither do I. You know, so that's why I'm saying if you can get Syndergaard for relatively cheaper. If mm-hmm. if Syndergaard cost you just Mourinho, would you do it? Oh, for sure, absolutely. There you go. Yes, hundred percent. If, if no. Castillo, no, I wouldn't. If Castillo, I don't know if I would do that. Was the same. I, would, I wouldn't do it because you're only getting Syndergaard for this year. That's true. I'd do it for more of a Martinez or somebody a little down the line, not your top guy. Yeah, yeah. If if um, Castillo was the same equivalent price tag to what they paid for Barrios, would you do it? You got a year and a half. Be, that'd be what? Or Elvis and... Who is oh. our... Who did we draft? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, um, I, they just signed him. I had it a minute ago. It'd be... It'd be, or it'd be, yeah, it'd be no, it'd be like... No, yeah, it'd no, be like even last year. Yeah, yeah, it'd yeah. be Tiedemann. Yeah, I do. It's it. gonna it's cost still... you more than that. No, thing. no, I wouldn't do that because Barrios was still around this year. That's why it cost you those two. Yeah, Brandon no, Barrios. You get Castillo next year too. It's a year and a half. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Castillo. Sorry, I thought we were still talking about Cindergard. Oh no, no, sorry. No, 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 no. Oh, for Cindergard Castillo, might be cheaper. 
Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. That's why I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course they're not doing that. <laughs> no, no, no. No, if I would have... If it costs you Tiedemann and or Elvis for Castillo? It's going to cost you more. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would 100% do that, but it's going to cost yeah. you more. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. So, yeah. um, th- th- those names are like those sought after names are going to be like clogging up phone lines. So I'm trying to find a team that's like sort of the wait and see. We'll wait for the Castillo Domino to fall. And that's why I'd reach out to LA right away and say, you're serious? Because we'll, we'll, we'll do this. And, and I would, I would sell like if it costs you, I, I don't know. It, I'm not, unwilling to deal Mourinho in that straight up. I Maybe that's just me, and I know it's a rental piece from Syndergaard, but the catching position's clogged up as it is, and if they're really true believers in Kurt, which I think at this point we ought to be, yep. and they love Jansen, I just yep. don't see where is going to make an immediate impact. And if you have that security in your rotation heading into the, to the postseason, it's kind of worth it to me. It's like it's like trading away Darno. Like look at Darno. Mourinho in a deal for yeah. Would you trade Mourinho for a package with uh, Lopez? Yes. Oh, 100 percent, Pablo Lopez. Yeah. 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 Because I I think Miami probably needs catching. Yes. Oh, definitely. They have and Jacob Stallings as his uh, their catcher right now. You could do that with the Tigers too. Tigers could you catcher? Tigers, you need to catcher too. Yeah. So. Yeah, Marlins. So yeah, yes. Yeah, Marlins entering the trade market. I think is going to be very interesting because I think Lopez could be had. And I have a. Weren't there discussions yeah, this past they, off? They, there were yes. discussions about yes. him and Tejo. Yes. Yeah. And, and the Blue Jays were interested in Syndergaard this uh, this winter as well. At the end of the day, it seems like we're all in agreement they are going to get somebody, whether that's they a have to guy, like Sony. There's a, there is a lot of options, and they'll get creative, and it could be a guy with two or three years left, like Pablo Lopez. I believe he oh, has Or it could be just apparently the Red Sox are taking offer, uh, listening to offers on J.D. Martinez. That came out, article came out at 3 o'clock today. Yes. Shocking. Yes. <laughs> I'd, be Shocking. Willing, I'd be willing to bet that the Blue Jays are going to make four moves. How many yeah. major, how many minor? Uh, two major, two minor. Two major, two minor, because two are going to be like bullpen bullpen guys bullpen. So, but like they can be good bullpen guys still and like whether you would consider that i don't i i don't know unless it's like a closer i wouldn't call any bullpen guy a major. you don't need a closer yeah no yeah. you don't no, no 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 you don't but you need a strikeout guy you probably need yes. two strikeout guys a setup yes. guy yeah um, for sure absolutely but um i'm gonna say that the, if there's one thing about this front office is they are not afraid to pull the trigger on day, deadline day They've yep. always made moves on deadline day. Yep. Rios was deadline day last year. Yep. Yeah. And before but that how... was Robbie Ray and Taiwan Walker. Yep. Uh, and mm-hmm. before that, yep. they were major sellers always. Yep. yep. Obviously in rebuilds, but they have always been active on trade deadline day and they've always made multiple moves. Well, I wonder how much this plays into it too. Did you guys see the tweet out earlier today that the Blue Jays signed like basically every draft pick that they had? Yeah, they signed like 20 guys today. Do you think they locked them up to use them 
you know, so that they got things ready to go for the trade deadline. I would think, no. I don't think they're trading okay. those guys, but and they, no. I don't think they can trade them yet. No, no. They have, they have to, you have to wait a year. Yeah. Oh, they do you? Okay. Trading Tiedemann or Klaffenstein, and that's why they, they paid all the Herrera. Yeah. Uh, and the gotcha. fact that they really like him uh, as well. Well, anyways, that's fun. Well, Tiedemann and uh, Barreria look very good for a future rotation, just saying. <laughs> There'll be much more trade talk as it comes along as we go into next week when the trade deadline comes around. What is it, Tuesday next week? The second, I believe. The second. Uh, yeah. So any any minute now, any day now, there could be the first big domino to fall. People thought it was happening today with the Cubs when Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ were saying goodbye, but they haven't been traded yet. But any any time a trade could happen. But let's wrap it up. Um, Blue Jays currently are still tied 3-3 with the St. Louis Cardinals. Barrios pitching iffy. Uh, Kevin Gosling goes tomorrow against Adam Wainwright. Um, to be honest, a little shocked that he is vaccinated. I did not expect that. But uh, And then the Blue Jays get four against the Detroit Tigers over the weekend. Apparently, Yusei Kikuchi is a potential for Thursday um, to start in that series. So make that with what you will when we get into picks to click and record predictions. Um, Craig, how did you do it last week? Or are we just going to go back to two weeks ago? We're just going to call it two weeks and call it this uh, long, long-ass week for the picks that we all had. So right. I didn't want to complicate it by having just another person involved like that. Yeah. So um, so we're going to go back, and you get to play, you know, dancing around the All-Star game here. Um, I had Matt Chapman. Chris, you had Springer. Uh, Adam, you had Danny Jansen and Brendan, you had Boba Shet. Sorry, I'm having trouble reading my own shitty handwriting. Surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't think if it were up to me, I'm sorry to say, Adam, I don't think Danny Jansen got into enough ball games. No, really, I- although he had that giant, he was a big part of that 28 run game. Yeah, but who Two home it? runs, right? Like, honestly, I really don't know where to slice it on that. Maybe put it up to a vote. Yeah, we could do that. Every, I'll do that right everybody now. Everybody gets a point this week. Yeah, you know, everybody what? gets a go. point. Everybody yeah. gets a point. We can have a break too, a just like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. isn't everybody that the same as leaving the score the same? <laughs> no, never, no, 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 no. Oh, fine. You just want Chris just wants to make sure that he gets that fifth win right there. Yes. <laughs> everybody gets that point. So everybody goes. Chris Cross. There it is. So, to put that on the note, then, that Chris and Brendan are now leading with five, and Adam and I are tied with four. It's bringing up the rear. So, we're neck and neck. It's a big wild card race. Just saying, fellas. (laughs) Chris, you go ahead and start. Lead us off. Give your pick-to-click and record prediction for the next five games, I guess, not including tonight. So, who are we playing next? Tigers. 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 There it is. And Kirk. Ooh, my boy. <laughs> Got it. Who's next? So I would just say Brendan, go. Okay. I also agree four and one. And T. Oscar Hernandez. He's been slowly heating up. Adam. Zen moment. 
<laughs> Louis Castillo. Breathe it in. Maybe yeah, Luis Castillo. <laughs> like, I'll go. I'll go Springer. And um, we got five games. You said. Yeah. Yes. St. Louis and Detroit. Yeah, four and one. There it is. Hey. You know what? I've been saying he's going to get high at some point, and uh, he finally did. I'm going to ride Lourdes. I'm hoping that he really knows how to mix whatever the fuck that cocktail is he keeps drinking. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think the guys start lining up for that if he continues just to mash like he's been doing over the now where he starts to pop some power into that ridiculous batting average that he's been doing lately? Oh, yeah. This second guy in Blue Jays history to have a six-hit game. You guys recall who the first, the other one was? Frank Calinato. The cat. There I used to go. love watching Frank Calinato hit. I don't know what, what it was about it. Set a sweet swing. And I honestly, I, I wanted to just say four and two, four and one just to be that guy, but um, I really think that's what they're going to do. But I'm going to see you all pick the same thing. I'm just going to say three and two to be the the, <laughs> the tiebreaker for when the Lourdes doesn't have a good week. <laughs> Goddamn. Goddamn. Cold-blooded. Well, I like winning. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes this week's episode of Jaybird Watching. Um, glad to be back. We will continue bringing you great coverage as part of Jay's Journal, the official podcast of them, uh, Stadium Seed, and so many others who have supported us this year. Um, yeah, stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of movement this week, a lot of rumors, a lot of teams that put their names in the hat for players or decide that they are going to be sellers and moving guys. So it's going to be a fun weekend and next couple days for Blue Jays fans. So stay tuned. We'll keep you updated on the Twitter feed managed by Mr. Borden uh, and retweet any rumors, news, fun things that come your way. With that, gentlemen, let's end this how we normally do with two claps and Ric Flair. Ready? Three, two, one. Woo! Let's go. Welcome back, Buck. <laughs> Glad to have him. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.